course, we're gonna shoot, then we're gonna brother, because the shoot brother's gonna give it to you. Um, tribute to the late, great DMX, who uh, unfortunately lost this day. But uh, this is not the rap review. This is the Shoot Brothers podcast, the one and only wrestling podcast hosted by myself, Mike the Shoot Shepherd, and Cameron the Thug himself, Osborne. Hello, hello. Uh, but yes, we got lots to talk about. We got Takeover, Stand and Deliver, Parts 1 and 2. There's a dynamite in there as well, but there was just a shit ton of good wrestling. A shit ton of good wrestling. And uh, and Mike, you know, I mean, we could maybe have a little offshoot podcast of our own. I also called the Shoot Brothers, but we cover some of the, uh, the, 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 like the most famous uh, shootings. You know, Biggie, <laughs> Tupac, these kind of things. Yeah. It can all, you know, 50 John F. Cent, Kennedy. Uh, JFK, exactly. <laughs> uh, Hinckley, he was shot in office. We we can, you know, kind of maybe cover some of the most fat, famous assassinations uh, in history. Well, maybe that'll be, uh, I mean, this is episode 124, <laughs> so eventually we're going to have to reformat, right? <laughs> um, I mean, maybe. Spinoffs, well, you know, when a series gets really popular, you get a spinoff show, and now you got two shows. Oh yeah, you got yeah. American Dad, you got the Cleveland Show, and we have, uh, yeah, so we, you know, separate content for the Patreon. Yeah, uh, of course, those uh, Mark brothers are going to show up one day. <laughs> one, one day, day. they've been working on years of content uh, <laughs> up until. Yeah. <laughs> Up until now. But Mike, you're right. Uh, this is, uh, yeah, a little bit of a mini show to make things a little bit more digestible because, of course, WrestleMania is coming up on the weekend. Yeah, uh, I mean, still... they did us the favor of breaking it up, so we'll do you the same favor in return. Exactly. You know, I'm sh- and I'm sure all of uh, wrestling Twitter is also thankful for, you know, kind of uh, some breathing time in the middle. It's like working out. You know, you can't just work out every single day. You need to give your your muscles time to, like, <laughs> like uh, you know, rest and rebuild themselves. Exactly. And we're um... doing the same thing. We're doing the same <clears throat> thing here over here. So, yeah, let's kick off the show uh, no Twitter land this week. We'll cover that maybe um, next show or whenever we kind of get back yeah. into our weekly routine. But it is time for us to go to the uh, Capitol Wrestling Center. There, I said it right the first time. Because we have NXT. <laughs> can you giving- spell it? <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, we have NXT giving us Stand and Deliver Night 1. Night one, and uh, guess what? There was pre-show action. Oh my, I know, I tuned on. (laughs) I fucking turned it on at whatever, 8 o'clock, whatever time it starts, and here's fucking Vic Joseph telling me about Tony Storm and Zoe Stark. I'm like, what the fuck? What the fuck's happening here? Yeah, so just a little bonus, nothing on the line, but it was fun. Only like... Yeah, they've only done like two or three pre-show matches in NXT in general. Yeah, well, so. yeah, since uh, like pre-show, right? because before it used to be like the dark show or like dark matches that aired on television. Yeah. Uh, but ever since they moved uh, to their live show, they started to get away from that. But yeah, Zoe Stark, Tony Storm, bing, bang, boom, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, Zoe gets a big win. Big upset. Huge win for Stark. Mm-hmm. But that was it. Let's get on to the main show here. Uh, we bring out, I forget her name, but she's Alice Cooper's guitarist. We've seen her before on NXT. We've seen her before. Uh, she plays a uh, Rhea Ripley's song. <laughs> but this, my this time she was here. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. 
she was here for the anthem this time, uh, the American anthem. No, I, I what didn't she also do? Uh, was it the anthem or Stars and Stripes Forever? Um, what this time? Well, the the track that she played. It was the anthem. I think it was. Okay. Was it Ose? or maybe it was a Star Spangled. Who knows the fuck it is? They got too many anthems in America. Yeah, well, they have uh, they have the anthem, Stars and Stripes Forever, America. No, it was America the Beautiful. I think America that's what beautiful? it was. Okay. Is Star Spangled Banner? Is that the name of the? That's anthem? the name of the anthem. Okay, that's the track title. Um, <laughs> yeah, anyway, yeah, she shreds. <laughs> she did a good job. The crowd was standing, so she could deliver. Um, and they've got the the nice setup going on, the elevated ramp again, and some sweet giant buccaneer swords with a big skull. That was the centerpiece, the giant skull on the entrance ramp that had LED eyes that would customize for people's entrances. That was awesome. Yeah, that was a, it was a it was a pretty cool thing. They also had the uh, magnesium sparklers rigged up everywhere. Uh, oh, I loved how they would they had them right above the swords, so they would like shoot out and it would look like a sparks from shooting from the swords. Yeah, yeah, very safe. Doesn't keck, does not count as pyro. Uh, it looks you can, great because you can do it inside. <laughs> yeah. Well, they do pyro inside, anyways, don't they? Uh, I think it's a whole thing. But anyways, regardless, <laughs> the presentation gonna... is looking bomb. The fans are there. Yeah, uh, real and, fans. Yeah, uh, and real commentary right there. Beth Phoenix, instead of that like body stand-in that she had. That Remember that one back <laughs> that was like weird. a stand-in? There was like two people there we'd never seen before. We're like, what the hell is yeah, going on? Yeah, just, you know, just tell us you're not there. We don't care. <laughs> you don't have to like make up this appearance. But we kick off with um, a hot match. Nothing at stake but pride itself. Kushida taking on Peter Dude. That's right. The bruiserweight versus the uh, the time traveler. Yeah. Does right? he have a thing? <laughs> yeah. Well, he's back to the future. He's he back to it. the future. Anyways, this was just, we know, awesome technician match. Everyone's doing the limb manipulations, going for submissions, just all over the place. Great counters. Um, so this was night one, so it was worth noting that the show was on both USA and the network, so it would cut to commercial, but then they would just kind of fade the audio out for two seconds and then come back in so you wouldn't miss anything and and i was i was listening to the audio fade version yeah yeah, yeah you got that no, too? even on the okay. network it had that so right okay 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 yeah yeah so that was but whatever it's better than picture in picture so uh throughout the match they're both just trying to tap the other guy out but eventually pete dunn you know he breaks the the code and goes for the pin after he hits the bitter end and he gets the three count so great opening match, but Kushida still looking for that big win. I would have liked to see him get it here for that big little push. Uh, this was so smooth. It was a great match. This yeah, this match was just smooth wrestling. It felt like uh, yeah, great great opener. Um, and yeah, poor Kushida. <laughs> I mean yeah, he's awesome. He gets these big matches on takeovers, but he doesn't seem to win them. No, never does. But hopefully soon. Uh, but let's move on to this six-man gauntlet eliminator match uh, that we determined from that battle royale. And the winner of this match will get to face Johnny Gargano, night two, for that North American belt. And we and, are, uh, and we already got our order set. Yeah, uh, set. Because we had that whatever it was the other night. And, <laughs> yeah, uh, the big... So we know that the first two men supposed to make it to the ring are going to be Leon Ruff and Isaiah Swerve Scott. But uh, they don't even make it. Before the, uh, the the physicalness begins. Yeah, Ruff just gets tossed down the ramp by Swerve. <laughs> <laughs> so Swerve already, I'm liking this new grittier heel side to him. He's got his golden grills in. He's looking good. He had cool hair. Uh, 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, like a bunch of different things going on. But anyways, Ruff fires up. He fights back. He's flying all around. He was like jumping on the barricade like Spider-Man and hitting twisting cutters off the announce table, putting a good pace to this match early on. But uh, remember, this is not traditional gauntlet where the next man doesn't come out until someone's eliminated. Here they had a timer. So every three minutes, uh, Bronson Reed's the first one to come out. And um, yeah, just has his way for a while, just tossing the guys around and there's this one spot where Ruff is on the mat and he just like sits on him, just falls on him with all his body weight. Like, <laughs> yeah, how do you even? It, how do you? He even... did it like right on his back, and I was like, "Yeah, like Ooh, how do you do that safe?" <laughs> that might have actually like, hurt. Fucking... And then he yeah. did it on his belly. I was like, "Oh, just that boom. would also hurt." <laughs> yeah, impressive stuff. <laughs> but, uh... Wrestling is tough. Yeah, uh, and he wasn't done there. Then he grabs both men and hits this huge double German suplex, and Ruff again just goes flying backwards. <laughs> Flipping onto his head. Uh, but then our boy Cameron Grimes is the next man out. And he comes out hot. He hits the big moonsault on Reed and then pulls out a wad of cash. And he wants to buy Swerve's allegiance. So the two of them work together for a little bit, making a good pair here. And then Dexter Loomis comes out next. And I love the skull during the entrance. Had the nice blue eyes, just like Loomis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Every entrance, it was fun looking at this skull. Uh, but anyways, uh, the one weird uh, kind of during Loomis's entrance, you don't even really see what happens. Ruff just gets pinned and eliminated. Didn't even see the finish. I don't even think they showed a replay. Yeah, it seemed quick. I mean, you never know how the, how those things are supposed to go exactly. Yeah, but not uh, yeah, yeah. So Ruff's out. Loomis comes in hot, uh, and then eventually the final competitor, L.A. Knight. Uh, comes out, he's talking trash, and uh, but Bronson gets a hold of him, and everyone starts brawling. Uh, I think eventually Loomis hits Grimes with a side effect. He goes to lock in the silence, but then L.A. Knight just comes running up, hits a jackknife, covers him, gets a three count. So just like that, Dexter's gone. And I think it was, I, I think he got it. I don't know if you noticed this. I think Grimes was up in the corner. Uh, and LA Knight goes up to jump like for the superplex or something just before the pin comes in, and he jumps straight up to the top rope. <laughs> I don't know if you caught that. He goes from like a run and then into the corner, but instead of like going like second rope and then walking up to the top, it was uh, it was one of the more impressive feats that I found uh, throughout this entire match. He jumped all the way up. He jumped like a full Alexa Bliss in the air. <laughs> just a great vertical leap. And just yeah. uh, going into a superplex or something like that. It was pretty good. Well, yeah, he looked pretty good early on. I know he was your pick to win, but mm-hmm. then uh, all of a sudden, Swerve, Grimes, and Reed, they're all working together. They just hit a bunch of moves on LA Knight, and he gets eliminated. Just like that. Just like that. I was so disappointed. Yeah, I thought he would do a bit better than, uh, I mean, he looked good, like we said. He just, I thought he would last longer, till the end at least. Looked fantastic. mm, Yeah, weird. Uh, But as he leaves, Dexter Loomis locks him in the silence. So I guess those two will have a little feud. Mm -hmm. But anyways, we're down to the final three. The match is getting hot. The crowd's getting rowdy. Uh, Grimes and Swerve, they're trying to take out Bronson, but eventually they turn on each other, so... Uh, Grimes rolls up Swerve, but then Swerve rolls through, pulls up Grimey's tights, gets a three count to eliminate him. So we're down to just Isaiah and Bronson. They fight their way up to the top rope. Uh, Swerve slams Bronson down right onto the edge of the ring. And then he followed that with a 450 splash, but only gets a two count. So Swerve's getting all frustrated, talking trash. Uh, he hits the house call, 
but Bronson won't go down, so he hits a second house call, picks him up, hits a third house call. Unbelievable. But somehow Bronson kicks out of this. So Swerve can't believe it either. He tries to finish the job, but Bronson fights back, hits a massive powerbomb, and then he hits the dead eye. Looked like the dead eye. It was the dead eye, right? I think I think pretty much. <laughs> yeah. They don't know what they called it, but he follows that up with the tsunami splash, and that gives Bronson Reed the pinfall win, winning the gauntlet and uh, the title shot for night two. But uh, yeah, I thought this was a pretty great match overall. Yeah, it, 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 like it was. Uh, everyone kind of followed this like gauntlet eliminator form, you know. I think uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott was my MVP of this. Yeah, he definitely. Him came and out. Leon Raff, uh, Raff. <laughs> him and Leon Ruff had great spots in the uh, in the opening of the match, and he ran all the way to the finish, and yeah, took this fucking reverse pile driver, I guess. Yeah, until they give it a name, I'll you could it you could eye. call it. Yeah, but it's that's much uh, that. I mean, that's 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 uh, that's good news for pile drivers. Yeah, I mean, at this point, they're pretty much done everything but a regular pile driver. So I just let them do it. Let them pile drive. <laughs> I mean, a brain buster is just as dangerous, and they're doing that on steel steps and shit. Anyways, uh, yeah, Swerve looked great, but Bronson gets the big win. The mid card scene's looking good with all these guys involved. Yeah, all these guys are the ones uh, kind of at the helm going forward right now. Well, let's move forward ourselves to the United Kingdom championship match here. Walter defending against Tommaso Ciampa, uh, longest champion of the modern era, Walter. They're hyping it up. and 730-some-odd days now. Yeah, let him go to 1,000. At least 1,000. Why not? Uh, but what we were talking about for the last couple of weeks, Tommaso Ciampa went and shaved his head again. I after- <laughs> know! I was so disappointed! Yeah, he spent all that time growing it out. Uh, he looked like he did a full body wax, actually. He I, was back. I thought we were gonna get super gritty Ciampa. Um, yeah. Imagine but- the beard was gone. <laughs> that would have well, been... Well, and that's I what I was saying. So, so he comes him. out in the trunks, which we haven't seen him in the in the trunks look in a long time, you know, since he's been yeah, the, so that- the black heart man. He's sort of been like a pants guy. Uh, yeah. You know, Wade Barrett also always notices these things whenever somebody changes. Uh, him and I noticed it at about the same time. But yeah, if you were for doing old school Champa, we got to get that beard down. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I don't know. I guess he wanted to turn back the clock, so that's why he shaved it all off. But why were you growing it out then? Why are you? Why are you teasing us? <laughs> that's the real. That's the real tease. Anyways, uh, high hopes going into this match, and I'd say it delivered. You know, we just had tons of just bunch of hard hitting, stiff strikes, chops. These men's chests were just red, raw, bloody handprints all over them by the end of it. Uh, the big story was when uh, they fight outside the ring over to the announce table. Walter goes for this massive chop, but Ciampa avoids it, and Walter breaks the top of the announce table in half, injuring his dominant hand in the process. And they Nearly played killing. they played that they played that <laughs> hand uh, and that arm, you know, that slap. They played that uh, angle the entire match. Yeah, that's what perfect. took over here. So, yeah, Ciampa just tries to target that hand, and Walter's just trying to fight with his left, but he's so good, he can do anything. He can overcome it. He's just pounding away on Ciampa, and uh, there was this one spot. I think this was my favorite spot of the whole match where Ciampa's just trying so hard to knock Walter down, and he's just bouncing off the ropes, clotheslining him over and over. 
I, I went back. Do we, can we get an official count on that? How I, I, I have the number. Okay. I went back. <laughs> I went back to count, and it was <laughs> 17 clotheslines wow. in a row. Wow. And Walter would not fall. So the crowd was standing ovation for this spot. I loved it. Um, was this was this during a commercial break? I feel like it probably was to feel <laughs> to fill the commercial, but it worked because it was so. I fun. mean, it, it worked. Awesome. He kept doing. He kept doing. That's good it. cardio. Kept... Champa was just running full steam seventeen times. Must have ran That's two good. miles. <laughs> but anyways, Walter gets back up, hits him with a right hand chop, injuring his hand though. So it's he's sacrificing, but uh, this only fires Champa up. He gets up, he hits the air raid crash for a two count, and then he hits the fairy tale ending for another big two count, and they make their way up to the top rope. Ciampa hits an air raid crash off there, but again, Walter kicks out. He's throwing everything at him. So we get a couple more big strike exchange, and then Walter starts going after the neck of Ciampa, and then lays him out with two massive power bombs. Ciampa kicks out of that, so Walter hits this just sleeper suplex over his head, Followed by a thunderous knife edge chop right with the right hand. Uh, and that gives Walter the three count to retain his UK title. And that was, uh, yeah. You don't see a chop end a match like that, but for Walter, it's believable. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, if it's your finisher, <laughs> if it's your finisher. Yeah. And they were building to it the whole match, and then that big final chop. Uh, I love it, though. Great match. Walter, he's the man, he's unbeatable. Yeah, yeah. His reign going forward is going to be something huge. And yeah, kudos to Ciampa for being, you know, outmatched physically, but fucking keeping up. He had a he had his little Andre Hulk moment. Yeah. At one I mean, point, he kind of got him up a little <laughs> bit halfway through the match, you know, the air raid off the uh off the second rope there. Yeah. You just couldn't uh, you know, just couldn't get uh just couldn't take down that ring general. And then um buddy, so then when they uh, Imperium comes in at the end, Celebrate the win, and uh, the guy who was hurt is back. Uh, oh, yeah, Wolf. Wolf, Alexander, Alexander. Wolf. Yeah, that's good. So good uh, he's at least in appearance. Whether or not that means that he's healthy to go, who knows? But uh, that's, you know, we saw all four members of Imperium for the first cha- for the first time in a few months. Yeah. yeah. But who knows how long Walter's sticking around? I don't know. I wish he would stay, but. Well, it seems like we only get to see him a couple times. Where would he go? Place. Oh, you mean just, okay, you mean just like going back to NXT UK? Yeah, UK, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, I guess all we got to do is just then just choose to watch it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if I see him defending the title on a oh, yeah. takeover. We, want, we, we seem to watch the ones where it's him doing something cool. <laughs> it was like the, him and Tyler Bate or him and the uh, Dragonoff. Yeah. Like anytime great. it's like, oh, like it seems like any match he has, we watch. It's just him. Yeah. We don't watch the rest of NXT UK. That's good. You know, that's a testament. He is like a spectacle. He can come around a couple times a year, and you're going to want to tune in. To he see. truly is. When you're like 350 pounds, and you don't wear knee pads in a wrestling ring, <laughs> wow. You you are you are tough. <laughs> and he's like that. He's he's muscular, but a tiny bit flabby. It's like extra, extra tough. Yeah, like his <laughs> splash isn't perfect, but you know that much weight falling on you would hurt. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, then we get another quick video of that cute little dog running through the CWC, going up the elevator. I don't know how it pressed the button, but uh, goes up the stairs to its owner, Frankie Monet, who we're going to see debut this Tuesday. I know so in my building, they get they get mad if you hit the hit the elevator door with your shoe, you know, with your foot, <laughs> let alone if a dog was doing it. I'd be like, hey, that, that dog's probably got tons of germs on it. <laughs> 
Uh, why, do you hit the thing with your shoe a lot? No, but th- there was a sign in the elevator a once sign. that was I like... people are carrying things, like, oh, I gotta kick this Exactly, door. like that kind of thing, yeah. yeah. Like, oh, you know, people. That's funny. Uh, let's move on to this Oh, yeah, threat. I looked, I know who it is, but uh, I don't Frankie? know who they are, so it's not like the surprise, really. Yeah. Was lost I mean, on the- me, but that's okay. We'll deal with that when we get there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm just excited about the dog. I want to see what the dog. Oh, you're really into this. <laughs> you're really looking forward to more dog. I mean, I hope it, it comes down to the ring with her or something. That'd be, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it would be as long as he can handle it better than. Uh, yeah, as long as the dog's okay with it. As long as the dog's okay with it, ask the dog first. Don't just yeah, go. We full. can put on one of those vests, so it's like, hey, I'm a worker. I'm a yeah, the uh, therapy dog vest. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but let's go to this triple threat match for the vacant NXT tag titles. So we got MSK, Legato del Fantasma, and the Grizzled Young Vets. And yeah, this was a nice, you know, kind of mixed three different styles here. You had high flying, lucha libre, technical action, a little bit of everything. A little bit of everything. Uh, I like, uh, and I like everyone. Actually, I was not impressed. I, I was this the first time we've seen Legato del Fantasma like as a team really together? Um, I mean this is definitely their biggest match. I'm sure they've teamed before. But. Right, right. I don't know. I thought I was. I think I was expecting a way way more from them. But the other two teams, uh, MSK and Grizzled Young Veterans, fucking lit yeah. it up. Yeah, they did seem to carry more of the load. Yeah, and the storytelling seemed to be more between them, mm-hmm. but. Uh, yeah, MSK, they are the baby faces, I guess. Uh, you know, Lee's about to tap out, and then Carter puts out his hand to save him, and, uh, yeah, eventually Legato, they get taken out on the floor, so it's down to the grizzled young vets and MSK, and then MSK hit their up-and-down tag team maneuver, and that gets them the three count. So, new tag team champions. And new. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought they would win anyways, since the Dusty Cup, but... Yeah. yeah, the match was pretty decent. Yeah, Nash Carter's the white guy, so that's that. I'm gonna try to remember that. Um, that's real easy. Uh, Wesley <laughs> though had this badass double cutter to grizzled young veterans. He kind of like h- jumped off the top rope into a double cutter, and they oh, called yeah. it a cutter. And I thought that was really cool. Uh, yeah, I think on NXT they'll do that. <laughs> they'll do that down uh, in NXT, um, which is all, which is always fun to see. And yeah. and yeah, I think they came on a little later in the show. Maybe it was the next night with a quick little promo. But yeah, they're there are babyface champions right now, uh, and it seems like there's a few heels who uh, may want some of that. May want that smoke. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, nice little celebration. Regal shakes their hands, give them the belts. Mm-hmm. But that leads us to the main event of the night. We got Io Shirai defending that NXT Women's title against Raquel Gonzalez. And, uh, yeah, you know, I think we both predicted Raquel was going to get the win going in here. But sometimes I can just tell based on the entrance. And I could tell the look on Raquel's face that she was going to win this one. You can just see she the was, look in their eyes. The look in their eyes that says, She was fighting. She was holding I'm back some emotions. Win. Yeah. She, like, looked at Dakota and, like, had a little smile and tears welled in her eyes. And luckily for her... The lights turned out because EO made her entrance after that. But let's get to this. This is the main event here. And they just come out hard and fast. You know, Raquel's the bigger one, but EO's got that quickness. So uh, she's just flying all over, hitting suicide dives, moonsaults to the floor. 
Um, but then Dakota goes and grabs a hold of EO, but the ref catches her and just says, none of that shit. I'm throwing you out of here. But good for him. The no early throwout. Yeah. I mean, some lesser refs would call a DQ there, so good for him. That's a good Using yeah. his power, legal power to eject Dakota. Mm-hmm. So, uh, But Raquel doesn't need her. She's just bringing the pain to EO. She's hitting some big power moves as they fight their way uh, up the ramp. Uh, or they, Yeah, they're on the ramp. EO hits another moonsault onto the ramp, and then they fight their way up to the top of the stage. Um, EO hits a big running drop kick, which knocks Raquel down. And as she's down on the ground trying to recover... EO has proceeded to scale to the top of this gigantic skull that we mentioned earlier. And it really does look a lot bigger when she's up there than I thought it was. The perspective of just seeing her. I know she's short, but (laughs) that thing was like 15 feet high. Wade Barrett said 20 feet, but we'll see. But anyways, what goes up must come down because Raquel is standing there and EO jumps, hitting just, she's EO Shirai. She's insane. Just a huge crossbody off the skull to the floor. On the steel ramp. She's insane. Raquel falls like straight down on her tailbone, too. <laughs> like the yeah, impact I mean, there, it didn't feel good the, for the her impact either. coming down was just. And you can hear the slam on that steel grate. Yeah, the they have ramp. like, it's like sound of grate. So, you know, it's going to ring out. Uh, yeah, there was no yeah. tables or anything to break the fall, but huge leap. Um, already in contention for spot of the year, maybe after mm. she won it last year with two different spots in two the same Two different match. spots in the same match. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. For me, this is a contender. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, but we're not done here. Well, we got like 10 replays of that, but it deserved it. That was awesome. There was one camera <laughs> angle, too. So, th- so there was like six different camera angles. There was one that was just kind of pointing toward at the top. Like it was like on level with the top of the skull and mm-hmm. it did not move. So she jumps off, and then she just leaves the frame, and then you don't see <laughs> yeah. it. It's a stationary camera. And then they go back to that, and Beth Phoenix had sort of like a little, oh, can't see it there. Like she had like a little <laughs> moment. Maybe she was kind of like talking. It felt like she was talking to herself or something. She's like, oh, can't see it yeah. there. That's funny. Uh, <laughs> but the both women, they're alive. She dra- EO drags Raquel back down to the ring. Um, and then she hits her with the over-the-moon salt, but Gonzalez kicks out. First woman to ever do that. So they go back outside the ring. Raquel picks her up, hits the one-arm powerbomb out of the floor. And then she throws EO back into the ring. Hits a humongous clothesline that turns EO inside out. And then she follows up with a final one-arm powerbomb. And that gets her the three count. Raquel Gonzalez is the new women's champion. Your new NXT Women's Champion. The woman who earned this opportunity after a year of unrelenting improvement. Uh, yeah. I can't think of anybody else who deserves this more than uh, more than she does. Yeah, she's been great. And she, even though she's big, she hasn't been, you know, she hasn't been booked as like an unbeatable beast. Uh, but yeah, Io Shirai herself, that 300-day title reign, one of the top three length for that title i think so good for eo good for raquel great match uh she celebrates and then the smoke and the sparks shoot off everywhere we got the i was a little surprised that dakota didn't come out to celebrate with her well, she's banned from ringside but the match is over <laughs> i don't know <laughs> anyways no this was wanted. this was raquel's moment this was the moment yeah. for her uh as for eo shirai uh truly an all-time great i gotta oh, yeah. say uh and she's this early in her wwe run 
she has made this insane impact on the entire division. Yeah. One day I want to see Io Shirai and Shotzi Blackheart in some sort of crazy step because they'll both just do anything. Anything. They'll dive. They'll jump. They'll do anything. <laughs> Give us the step then. Give us the step. But that was night one. Uh, I think every single match delivered. Um, this was only half of it, but yeah, overall, this was great. Yeah, it was a it was a great it was a great first night, and uh, yeah, it was all just kind of bang, 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 bang. Exactly, bang, bang, bang. So should we bang right on over to night two? Let's head over to night two because uh, this is not on the USA Network. It's exclusively on Peacock. That's right. Um, but we did once again have a pre-show match. What are they doing to us? I mean, I guess <laughs> they had the time this time. I didn't real. I mean, I I didn't, I didn't realize until eight p.m. when I fucking turned it after on. night one. You didn't learn. Uh, I guess Mal, wishful thinking maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, this one didn't really have the same draw as that Tony Storm, Zoe Stark. So it was Killian Dane, Drake Maverick, who we haven't really seen in a while, taking on Bree Zongo, dressed as pirates, to go with the theme. So. Yeah. Anyways, the match was ultimately meaningless. Uh, Drake and Dane get the win. So there you go. Yeah, and they will, they have a future, they earned a future shot at those NXT Tag Team Championships. Did they? I that was that the, was uh, that was their, <laughs> their little well, thing. Then I guess that's something. That, yeah, yeah, there's something <laughs> online at least. But let's move right into the show. Uh, because kicking off night two of Stand and Deliver is. The ladder match. Well, you Did forgot you... about Poppy. Oh my God! No, we can skip. Uh, we can <laughs> skip that. Yeah, Poppy was there. I don't know. She seems to be buddies with NXT, like this guitar player. They're so all I've never heard of this person to begin. Have you heard? No, I don't know them. So like the They're when like she was alternative. So when she was on the music. ramp, that was definitely lip syncing. Oh yeah, hundred percent. But then when she made it to the <laughs> ring, it still kind of felt like lip syncing. Yeah, and I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not that impressed by her. It, it, she almost went full Ashley uh, Ashley Simpson on us, you know, <laughs> if one of the tracks had, uh, you know, kind of played over again. The band was there to keep her in check, but after Poppy comes out and delivers uh, a performance equivalent to Spotify, we do have a ladder match, because we have to determine uh, who will be the undisputed NXT Cruiserweight Champion. Of course, we have Santos Escobar, the... Current interim champion taking on Jordan Devlin, uh, the who's the champ, you know, kind of the OG <laughs> champion. And then this yeah. match, I realized why I always think Austin Theory is British because I That's think Devlin. Jordan Devlin is Austin Theory. I just, <laughs> as soon as I it just kind of it all clicked at one moment, and it was like, oh, yeah. that's, I thought they were the same guy. There must have been something <clears throat> from years past, months past, where I thought one was the other, yeah. and the other was I mean, each the, other. <clears throat> their faces do look similar. It's, yeah, it's like kind of, the hair, similar haircut, gaunt, the kind of like the jawline. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. So I, I, I that's, that's where that, uh, that's where that mistake comes from. But, uh, but either way, they're in a ladder match. Uh, yeah, for, was, uh, for all the pride. For all the pride, both belts hanging there. Uh, once again, hot crowd. But uh, surprising, they were they were very into Escobar and just booing Devlin. It was Escobar's the heel. Yeah, uh, both of these guys felt heely. Like yeah, I didn't feel like, like the there shoe. was a I didn't feel like there was a babyface in this match. Maybe not quite. 
yeah, because was, of uh, how that crowd was uh, really giving it to us. Yeah, but you know they were still giving. They were showing respect, chanting "awesome" for the good spots. So they brought in the ladders early. We're getting the weapons. You know, uh, smacking each other around, suicide dive into a ladder. Um, then back in the ring, they both fight to the top of the ladder. Devlin knocks Escobar down, and then from the top of the ladder, Jordan Devlin hits this beautiful diving moonsault uh, off the ladder with some assistance from the referees. <laughs> who are there holding tight on the bottom rung so it doesn't tip over. <laughs> yeah i love whenever i love when the refs are holding on to the uh the tables and the chairs and shit yeah and they try to act like don't do it but they're holding it for them. yeah uh but devlin after that big moonsault he climbs up the ladder he looks to have the belts in his grasp but then the other members of legato phantasma run down to the ring they stop him they beat him up so their job is done escobar's like ha, good job go back so they leave he climbs the ladder, but Devlin's able to recover in time, sets up a second ladder beside him, and then he climbs up, hits a big Spanish fly off the ladders, once again with a little assist from the ref, but great moves here. They're looking good. Somewhere along the line, Devlin got sliced open. He was bleeding from the arm a bit, but mm-hmm. he's safe. He's fine. <laughs> they climb up the ladder once again, but this time at the top, Escobar headbutts Devlin, and he goes flying backwards breaking through a ladder which was set up into the corner so now escobar is all alone all that's left to do is unhook both belts which he does to become the new or i guess become the undisputed cruiserweight champion continuing his reign continuing his reign and ending the 400 plus day reign of uh of jordan devlin yeah uh potential Serious potential, but the whole all, all felt a little awkward to me. I think a lot of that was also with the I had no clue. Uh, I mean, even I guess what even Jordan Devlin was our baby face here, right? Because Legato Del Fantasma comes in and attacks him. Uh, but yeah, the crowd had no idea what the heck was going on. Um, yeah, it felt <laughs> like it was built up to be huge. Yeah, well, then the ending makes it even more confusing because then Santos' son comes out and joins him, and you know they hold the belts together. That seems like a babyface thing. Don't bring out your, your kid if you're bad guys. Don't have kids. <laughs> yeah, he was cheering. His son was smiling, holding the belt. So, so the whole thing was weird. But yeah, uh, <laughs> it wasn't. Or yeah, rather, I don't think for me, I don't think it was quite the con- the epic conclusion that uh, it, it, you know we, they sold it to us as. Yeah. Uh, but. If we can kind of clear, the, if we can clear this out, I think Santos Escobar now needs like a legitimate babyface rival, like next Kushida. week, like on Tuesday. Kush- yeah, I say Kushida. Kushida, badass. Why yeah. not? Yeah, Win sure. That, he needs the title. Give him the cruiserweight title. Exactly. Something like something like this would uh, would be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. Uh, yeah, I think you said it all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So let's move on to this women's tag team championship match here. Shotzi Blackheart, Amber Moon defending against Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell. Uh, yeah, Shotzi looking awesome as ever. She's like the Joker and Two-Face combined with her gear. Just like a bunch of things all patched together. and Her hair and the pigtails, the green hair. Winner of Fest Hair 2020. Uh, anyways, <laughs> the match itself was good too. Um you know, best women's division in the world, after all. On the planet, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do about they, it? They, they, uh, I think they mention that a lot now. Uh, yo, I mean, they might as well just lean into it. Like everybody <laughs> else knows it. Yeah, why not? 
anyways, back and forth. Uh, at one point, Ember Moon does a little tribute to the Road Dog, where she did like a mid move, like a little break dance into a suck it taunt. Um, yeah, we got I the think... old uh, camera zoom out <laughs> when that happened too for the suck it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we can really get the whole vibe. So the crowd can go suck it. Suck it. Yeah, I think she did it. I think Road Dog had some health issue recently, so maybe she was tributing. Ooh, I didn't know that. Rest in peace. Uh, yeah, rest in peace almost happened to Shotzi Blackheart when she goes for this suicide dive. Because every time she does these things, she just launches herself out of a cannon. She overshoots Candace and Indy a little bit, landing almost on her head, but she's fearless, and she's okay. Almost on her head. <laughs> I mean, she did land on her head, but those pigtails, <laughs> the pigtails saved her. She did like a little helicopter spin on the way down. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we love you, Shotzi. They get back in the ring. Eventually, Ember hits a double eclipse on both Candace and Indy. And then Shotzi climbs to the top rope, hits the big senton drop, and gets a three count. So Shotzi and Ember retain the belts. Retaining, however, I don't know. And I hope, uh, I hope, I hope the time doesn't come where uh, someone decides that Shotzi needs to be reined in a little bit. You know, she takes, she takes a couple risks. With her risks. There's no wrong with, <laughs> nothing wrong with taking risks here in professional wrestling. Uh, yeah. You know, just are we sh- absolutely sure she should be? <laughs> like absolutely sure. Uh, But yeah, but I do love seeing this. I love, you know, we don't see this out of the women's division. So like fucking give me more of it, Shotzi. You know, practice the craziest of shit and then do it on television and you'll 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 jump to the charts at top of the charts in no time. I think if yeah, if it was someone taller like Raquel, they would have caught Shotzi on that dive. But Candice and. I guess Indy's tall, but Candice is tall. Yeah, so maybe, uh, yeah, but maybe some fresh challengers, I think, to this NXT tag women's division. Um, I think eventually, I, th- I think, you know, if these two teams go on for too long, I think we would move past, like, we won't stop, but we won't start, stop believing that the way can't win. Like, I know they can win. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. Candice LeRae is out there looking like an incredible performer. Was okay, let's find Shotzi and Ember, somebody else. To fight maybe uh Tian Sha. Sure. That we sounds fun. The other, yeah, yeah, let's give Shotzi and Ember a name while we're at it. Uh Shamber. <laughs> uh Shamber. Shotzi Black Moon. Moons. Yeah, Black Moonheart. You know, we can get there. Uh let's brainstorm <laughs> yeah. some names and uh and things are gonna look great for these two. Yeah. Uh Johnny Gargano defending that North American title against Bronson Reed. And, you know, Johnny loves his comic books, so he comes out in his war machine attire. Not Iron Man, like they mentioned on commentary. I know. Who's the nerd who's never seen the I'm not even a comic book nerd, but I know the difference. Uh, Anyways, fun match here. Little Johnny using his speed advantage, but uh, Bronson, he's the big boy. He's got the strength, but some agility as well. He was pulling off cartwheels and even did a moonsault at one point. Um... but yeah, Gargano's pulling off dirty tricks, and he's got Austin Theory helping him on the outside. And uh, yeah, Johnny just starts targeting the ribs of Bronson, trying to wear him down. He even hits a nice reverse Rana at one point. So Reed just backflips onto his head. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was a good one. Yeah, I wonder how that works. Uh, you know, it's, it's <laughs> it, it looks so different with the big guy uh, yeah. being the one getting spiked. But uh, but hey, you know, who knows? I guess you just just roll through it. It's got to go for it, I guess. Yeah. Uh, 
then Reed hits a big suicide dive to take out Theory. Uh, Gargano tries to hit him with the one final beat, but Reed catches him and hits that dead eye again. That gets a big two count. Uh, and then, yeah, that's when he goes for the moonsault, but he misses. Johnny avoids it. And then he hits the one final beat. Uh, but then he decides to hit a second final beat. And that gets the job done. He pins Bronson, retains his title. I thought for a bit Bronson was going to win. But uh, still a good match. Yeah, had that moment. Had that moment. Certainly these two days are the best that uh, Bronson Reed has looked here in NXT. You know, And uh, a big push, right? To win a gauntlet match and then to go up uh, against one of the best here yeah. um and uh, speaking of not knowing people's backgrounds whenever bronson reed talks he has like an accent that i didn't think he had I oh he's an australian guy. right yeah yeah, yeah he's like yeah. oh yeah, i'm getting it. i, I think i like picked that i think guy. i got that one up because it's like a maui warrior thing uh, like okay. the uh i know he has the tribal tattoo yeah like you know the um like you know like the new zealand all blacks like when they do those like chants and stuff before they play their games it's like oh, that pretty. type of island uh, where he's from. But yeah, but either way, what all I was going to say was like anybody can, if you're pushed well, anybody can hang with Johnny Wrestling. Oh, so yeah. who else, like what can Bronson Reed do next that's not Johnny Wrestling that's going to look as good? Johnny Gargano can put I mean, anyone he... over. Yeah, if he wants to be going for titles, his only other option seems like the NXT title, which is almost out of his league at this point, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But uh but yeah, definitely want to build on this momentum and yeah, uh he's looking good. Yeah. And he ditched the weird coat with the plastic dinosaur on it. Well, yeah, they got rid of the thick boy thing and now he's the colossal. <laughs> so we've kind of like yeah. rebrand just a just a quick rebrand. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> just a quick rebrand. Yeah. You know, Pepsi changes their logo every couple decades. Exactly. You know, it's like Coke Classic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's get to this NXT world title match here. Finn Balor defending against Karrion Cross. Uh, there was no demon, but he did have Finn dead. Uh, Finn had a small dab of war paint on his chest. Yeah, so. it was almost like he wanted to start the demon makeup. Uh, yeah. And then like, Finn, no, you're not in the main event. You're on right now. And it's like, fuck. Yeah, it's like, oh, damn. <laughs> he got one. He got uh, one like strip in. And Cross himself had a little different attire. He had like a barbarian loincloth. Is that what you call it? I think uh, Wade Barrett <laughs> was relating it to um, the gladiators in the Coliseum. Gladiator? Okay. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Uh, anyways, throughout the match, Finn's trying to target that surgically repaired shoulder of Cross. Um, but, you know, he's got his own problems with that jaw. So, anyways, they're going back and forth. Uh, Finn's going after that shoulder. Cross fights back, hits those massive doomsday suplexes. He goes for the back elbow, but Finn scouts it, hits a Pele kick, followed by two drop kicks, shotgun drop kicks, and then the coup de gras. But Karrion Cross kicks out of that. Uh, he puts Finn in the straight jacket, and then he hits a couple more of those Saito suplexes, and then he hits him with two of those back elbows to the head. And that gets him the three count. Karrion Cross, new NXT champion. That rolling elbow across the back of the neck. Do you like it any better now? I don't know. I'm still not a big fan of Cross in general. I mean, the match was fine. He's okay, but I, I I would prefer Finn to still be champ. I guess I guess that's what it is. I mean, the problem <laughs> was Karen Cross was just too dominant. He uh, he endured the uh, the the Stanima 
freak who is who is the prince. Um, yeah, I mean, it was. I thought it was a great match. I thought it was a great match. Everybody looks strong. Carrying uh, Cross gets that momentum, credibility, kind of coming forward, and uh, you know, the, he's the he's the biggest, baddest beast of the black and gold brand. You know, and it's going to take an absolute fucking Terminator to bring him down. Like, I like this feeling now that nobody can stop him. Yeah, no, I get I get what they're going for. I just don't like Cross that much. Maybe that's he'll grow on you, you know? This is my person. Yeah, I like Scarlet. I love Scarlet. She's great. Maybe that's <laughs> maybe that's the problem. You don't like carrying Cross because you like Scarlet too much. You need to even it out. Yeah, well, it's like Penelope and Kip Sabian. I mean, one doesn't come it. without the other, right? If you mean yeah. if you want more Scarlet, you're going to have to get more carrying cross. Yeah. No, the match was the match was good. That's just that's just just me being picky. Just you being that's picky. I hope that he can turn things around because I do like the uh I do I do like the big, you know, the big strong boy kind of leading our charge here on NXT really for the first time since like fucking Drew was in charge. All of these guys, all these past champions have just been, you know, these well, I mean, what? We had Adam Cole, Finn Balor, we had Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa. We haven't had a brick shithouse leading the charge down here. Uh, we had so- a little Keith Lee for a little bit. Oh, yeah, we had a little Keith Lee. Oh, just a little but Keith Lee. But, yeah, that didn't last. Didn't last too long. Yeah, just a little Keith Lee. But you're right, you know, I mean, hell, you know, with the move to Tuesday, this could be the right move. Could be. Uh, but we have one final match here tonight. Adam Cole taking on Kyle O'Reilly in this un unsanctioned match so all the violence they want anything they can do it's up to them the ref took his shirt off you can do whatever you want yeah he's just wearing black shirt he's not officially on duty but he Uh, still cared about the match which bothered me like you know like when uh like they're going for a rope break or something and you know like you just say or anytime the ref will talk he like was officiating the match but he was also like hey adam give it up to put that chair down Adam, put the <laughs> yeah. chair down. You don't want to do like, this. Why would you? Yeah. It's un- why do you, how you, this, this is how the match goes. You, you took your shirt off. You're just a guy now. I mean, hey, that's the problem that plagues all sports is impartiality and biases. And, yeah, You could be on something. <laughs> but anyways, uh, both men had new entrance themes as well. They kind of sounded like they were like uh, playing off the Undisputed Era riff, but like in a different way. Yeah, Kyle O'Reilly like sounded had, like like, a, uh, like like um like menu music for <laughs> He was uh, trying to do the guitar. Like what kind of game? I'm trying to think picture what kind of game it's menu music for. A fighting game? Yeah, like a fighter, yeah. It didn't <laughs> it just didn't really feel like anything on I kept hearing flashes of that uh Kevin Owen or Dean Ambrose's song, I think. Uh, I kept yeah. hearing it's flashes of it. Yeah, definitely not as memorable as the the undisputed era. One of one of the most memorable of all times. Oh, you know, of course. But anyways, we get into this action here. Lots of punches and brawling. Uh, we get the chairs brought in early on. Some of them got the undisputed era logo on it. Mm-hmm. I guess they got a you know they got a warehouse full of them. They got to clear them <laughs> yeah, out. Like guys, I mean we we're not going to use these anymore. <laughs> uh, so both men just getting slammed into chairs. Lots of trash talking to each other. Cole calls Kyle an ungrateful prick. Very offensive. Yeah. Uh, then we get a steel a steel chain is brought in, which uh, Adam Cole attaches to the top rope where it would stay for the rest of the match and come into play multiple times. Uh, 
including Cole using it to do a big clothesline on Kyle. I don't that think I've fun. ever seen a clothesline with a, <laughs> with a metal chain before. That was a new one for me. Yeah, that was great. So they fight outside the ring. They go over to the steel steps. Uh, O'Reilly's got Cole lined up for the brain buster, but he stops himself from doing it. And instead, they go to the announce table where uh, he suplexes Adam, but the table does not break. I don't know if it was supposed to. It doesn't I, these tables in NXT. They're inconsistent. I yeah, mean, I don't know Tony Storm b- blows it down <laughs> with her breath. <laughs> and then yeah. uh, these two men, you know, can't break. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I don't know who's the construction crew down there at the Capitol Wrestling Center. Yeah. Uh, but what did happen is some pieces of paper stuck to O'Reilly after that. And he started walking. <laughs> and it was. And Beth made a comment or something, or somebody it's said. Like, hey, like, my notes. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, yeah, surely he's going to notice and then, like, wipe yeah. it off. No, he, he got, like, 15 that. feet. <laughs> yeah. Before he really got a chance, uh, he walks over to Cole, who smashes him in the head with a TV monitor. And that sounded like a heavy shot. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, then back in the ring, Cole pulls out this. He pulls out a toolbox, so he gets a wrench, a tire iron. We start getting those involved. Uh, so we're getting pretty deep waters here. Both men beaten down. Uh, at one point, they just set up chairs in the ring, and they sit down and just start knocking each other back and forth. Uh, Kyle gets the advantage, but then Cole hits him with a low blow, followed by a vicious super kick. And they showed the slow-mo replay. He got all of that. Oh, it's a yeah. Face twister. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but that only gets him a two. So uh, then Adam grabs the chair, wraps it around the neck of O'Reilly. He's ready to smash his head in with the other chair. And then, yeah, this is what you said. This is when the ref was getting too involved, just saying, don't do this, Adam. Don't do it, Adam. Don't do it. Like, that. the ref should be on his fucking <laughs> phone just waiting for somebody to go down. He's like, great, one, two. Okay. <laughs> well. I think uh, Adam Cole agrees with us because he turns around, knocks the ref out for being a fucking loud mouth. He's being a bad ref. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this was the zombie ref, though, so he's been through a lot. Remember the Dexter Loomis zombie thing? Oh, is, oh, is that the same guy? Okay. That's the same. Okay. Anyways, uh, then Cole goes for the Panama Sunrise. He makes the cover, but the ref is still out. So uh, they fight their way up the ramp. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly locks in the guillotine. Then Cole just jumps forward, and both men crash through the steel grate into the floor, into the abyss. Uh, you know, we've seen we've seen people crash through the ramp before, but this was a bit cooler because it wasn't wood breaking; it was like metal getting knocked. Yeah, down. it was metal getting knocked down. It was uh, mm-hmm. it was a little more, and then um, yeah, and then immediately after, Adam Cole just fucking kicks in the drywall, <laughs> kicks out the side to pull him out. It was a really interesting way to build a, a stage. Like they you they made dry they used drywall. It was cool. Yeah, yeah it was cool. <laughs> uh, so he pulls him out. Uh, they make their way over to the steel steps, and then Adam hits a devastating brainbuster onto the steel. Kyle's knocked out, tosses him into the ring. He goes for the pin, but Kyle just barely is able to raise his shoulder. Not even an arm, <laughs> just the shoulder. Just off the, the shoulder. <laughs> that was great. Uh, so Cole picks up Kyle. Um, he wants to hit the last shot, but O'Reilly is so beaten up he can't even stay up. Just falls on his face. So Cole picks him up again, goes for the last shot, but Kyle ducks it. I don't even know the great timing to be able to blindly duck a kick coming from behind. It's very impressive. It looks so cool. <laughs> so he ducks that, and then he's the one. He pulls down his knee pad, hits Cole with his own move, the last shot. 
but that only gets a two count. I popped. So. I popped right there. I, uh, yeah. <laughs> that was one of the ones. I was home alone last night. That was one of the ones where you just yell, like, woo! Yeah. Like, just like yeah. a quick, just Maybe like a stand quick. Up a bit. Just a quick one. <laughs> that was big. Yeah. So Cole fights back. He gets a chair. Uh, he's, he turns the chair upside down so its legs are pointing upward like spikes. And then he looks ready to slam Kyle onto it uh, off the top rope. But O'Reilly gets some revenge for earlier. Hits Cole with a low blow of his own. Cole falls down to the mat. And he's kind of just hunched over top of that upside-down chair. Trying to recover. And then Kyle grabs that steel chain that's still there. He wraps it around his leg. And then he hits the huge diving knee drop off the back. Or (laughs) off the top rope to the back of Cole's head. Crushing the chair. And Adam Cole sells it like a champ. He just starts convulsing for a second. (laughs) His leg was like twitching. Selling the devastating effects. Or maybe he really is hurt and uh, we should do something. Oh. Kyle first has to cover him. Gets the three count. Gets the big win at 40 minutes, 19 seconds. Which, without looking, I'm guessing is the longest singles match in NXT history. I'd be curious. Yeah, maybe that two maybe that uh, two out of three falls match between Gargano and Adam Cole. Um, oh, yeah, maybe. But either way, either way, the top matches in NXT will belong to Adam Cole in the record books <laughs> for fucking ever. Most of them. For fucking them, ever. Yeah. yeah. So this was, uh, yeah, this was a battle. They went to war for, for over 40 minutes. And Kyle gets the big win. And Adam Cole's taken out on a stretcher. Yeah, this was, uh, this wasn't, yeah, nobody bled. I mean, you know, they're not gonna, they're not gonna let this no devolve blade, yeah. into, I think Adam Cole's hand bled briefly. A little cut, a little cut. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're, no intentional. it's not going blade. to be this, inc- this crazy thing, but yeah, the brutality in this was, or the finale of what this was, uh, yeah, yeah met every single cool stuff. expectation. Yeah, just the, the chain with the little... The clip on it, the carabiner, what's it called? The little carabiner, yeah. So you got around his, yeah. he got around his leg that's there. That's a unique for those thing. That's kind of cool. Vicious knee strikes. Uh, yeah. So overall, uh, both both good nights to take over. I think I might give the edge to night one, but every match was great throughout. Yeah, I'd give the edge. Yeah, I, I mean, God, is the, is there a point of comparing them? I guess. I guess. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to. I guess. Yeah, maybe but. quick edge to uh, night one, but really liked uh, a couple matches here on this card. Yeah, um, no, like I said, I think overall every match, even if they were, yeah, every match was good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, God, that's nah. that's ten matches for NXT. You know, I think, or I guess twelve if you include the pre-shows, or sorry. Yeah. Yeah, 12, yeah. you include the pre-shows. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is great news for NXT, right? I mean, in the future, their takeovers are going to have to be still be one night, right? And I think any one of these individual nights, you know what, you have five matches on a card, that's perfect. But the NXT talent pool is big enough that it sort of seems like you need two events to happen. Or twi- I, twice as many events? Is that what this uh, could mean for us going forward? Um, could mean a bunch, or maybe add an extra hour to the pay-per-views, takeovers. Make yeah, cause, I mean, it really doesn't see. I mean, if we're doing a takeover, we'd what five a year or something. It really doesn't feel like, uh, you know, we have enough time. Yeah, like you could do an eight or nine match takeover easily if you wanted to. But do we want them be... to? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that but, would be that would be uh, a bit, that would be a bit let's... long for us watching. But yeah, I, it's exciting to see what the future holds. 
Yeah, well, we know Tuesday nights. That's the new destination, so we'll get to that next week. We'll get to that next week. Uh, Mike, should we take a break? Let's take a break. Let's take a break, uh, and we'll come back uh, quickly, I guess, with uh, the other event that was happening on Wednesday, because AEW Dynamite still had their show. Yeah, uh, that's about all the stuff, so we'll get back to that. Yeah, stick around, and uh, we got more for you. War is over <laughs> if you want it. Oh my God. War is <laughs> over now. War! What else we got? Uh, uh, what, what else? What else? What else? Mike! The uh, war is over. The battle is done. The conflict, the the 83 weeks is, <laughs> o- is over. Mike, the Wednesday Night War is over because after Stand and Deliver, starting this Tuesday, uh, <clears throat> NXT will move over to Tuesday night, opening up that Wednesday night time slot uh, to be free. To be free. Um, I don't think it'll make a huge difference to either show. I mean, we've had weeks where they moved around and it's not like the viewers doubled or anything like that. But no. either way, I think for everyone's convenience, it'll be a lot easier to just it's you know, really one just show convenient. a day. Yeah, it's really yeah. just the convenience factor. But Mike, let's break it down just for the kids at home. Of course, uh, we had 80 <laughs> Weeks of this whole thing. 80 weeks, so pretty, pretty close to 83. Yeah. Uh, we had, uh, sorry, 81. We'll a, 81, my mistake. Well, well we're going to find another two weeks soon <laughs> enough. <laughs> so uh, we, had, we had 81 weeks, uh, and let's get down to it. So, out of the 81 weeks. Let me guess. AEW 165. Oh. <sighs> Damn, that's close, Mike. By a whopping score of, or a final regular season score. Hey, it almost is like a regular season. Imagine <laughs> finishing uh, the uh, the NHL season 63-10-2. That would be an insane season. That would be the President's Trophy. Two draws, eh? That's pretty crazy. And yeah. everything. Um, that is right. Uh, AEW won um, 60 of the weeks there. Yeah, so roughly 75%. So roughly 75%. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, sometimes uh, sometimes the middle of a movie is over, is, could be, is overshadowed by just how powerful the ending is. Because yes. NXT won the very last <laughs> Wednesday Night War. They stood, they delivered. They stood, they the delivered, baby. Of course, the numbers in the demo category are a bit different where uh, it's 70, th- where Dynamite won 73 to 1. In well, that, Jericho can tell you all about that. And not whatever the fuck that means. But as we know it, the Wednesday Night War is over. Uh, and we all won, I think, in the end. Yeah, exactly. We're getting... I mean, if AEW wasn't on Wednesday... NXT maybe wouldn't have gone to Wednesday to try to compete, and then maybe we wouldn't have gotten this, and uh, all the things that maybe wouldn't have happened. Yeah, it's led us to this, and we're happy with what we've got. 
Oh yeah, it's incredible. We're incredible. We've really got. Wait. <laughs> uh, we've got dynamite. AEW, all elite. They coming for you, Vince. Better watch out. It's too sweet. Bop, 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 and stars tonight. Uh, that's right. We got AEW Dynamite because <clears throat> they're gonna have to. They're gonna have to figure out something to pump this show with because. Uh, you know, we'd have much more reason to be over on the other brand and watching. And lo and behold, we hear the news hours before the show even comes out all over AEW social medias that Iron Mike Tyson will be returning. <laughs> of course, we haven't seen him since uh, Double or Nothing when he took a shirt off for a little for a couple seconds. Yeah. Um, but he'll be back. Maybe he'll take his shirt off again. Who knows? Maybe. I think he likes to do that. Uh, <laughs> but let's start off with Hangman Page taking off Max Caster of the Acclaimed. Uh, yeah, of course, his partner, Anthony Bowens, is there trying to interfere, trying to get that boombox in whenever he can. Uh, but Hangman overcomes it all. He hits or he goes for the dead eye. But um, yeah, at some point, I think there's a steel chain in there. He gets hit with it, but he kicks out of that and eventually hits the buckshot lariat. Get the win and remain in the number one rank. Well, that's what it was for. It was for him really remaining in that number one rank. <clears throat> it really feels like we're a long way away from Adam Page and Kenny Omega, though. Feels like we're a long way away from that. Uh, Storyline-wise, yeah. You know what I'm but, saying? Uh, of course, you know, the, uh, the, the, the former tag champions. Uh, but yeah, who knows? Who knows? But Adam Page's rise continues to be strong, but no Dark Order appearance. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, they can only hold off on, if you're the number one rank, they can only hold you off from that title for so long. So mm -hmm. we'll see. But yeah. yeah, Kenny's busy with other things at the moment. Uh, but then Tony Schiavone, the man of all trades, he's in the ring to interview Death Triangle, uh, of which members, I think it's Pac and Penta, right, that are going to challenge for the titles. I think it's those two. Yeah, it's those two because that was the same time that Pento was trying to fight Cody. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah so Pac so and Phoenix why. are going yeah. for the belt. Uh, but then the best friends come out. Uh, Orange Cassidy cutting a rare promo. Shows us some footage from last year when Death Triangle beat him down. So it looks like they want some revenge here. Uh, both groups just kind of cut promos back and forth because they both want the gold. But no, no physicality. Yeah, week. it was short, <laughs> sweet, and to the point. Was one yeah. of the, was one of those uh, type of things, especially that's what when Orange Cassidy should be on the mic, just a short little. And I time. and and I think for when it comes to Pac and Ray Phoenix, it feels like the, I mean the Bucks are tied up right now, so yeah. you know keeping everybody <laughs> busy before that you know before that championship opportunity presents itself. And Statlander was with them once again, solidifying that, and they said like we got an alien now or something. So. The, be the best friends. Uh, so how many weeks away do we think we are until they do some kind of E.T. spoof montage <laughs> where Chris Statlander is E.T. and like Orange and, you know, like uh, Trent is uh, Kristen Dunst. The kid? No, who was it? Who was it? Was it Kristen? No, uh, uh, Drew Barrymore. Little, uh, That's who it was. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's a little boy, too. Isn't the Elliot? Wasn't that the main kid? Yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen it in a while. It's been a long time for me. Spielberg, too. though, good, good, good pictures. Yeah, I love uh, my favorite part of the walkie-talkies. When he's pointing the when he's pointing the walkie-talkies, <laughs> the, the edited version. Yeah, the edited. I've never version. actually seen it. Oh uh, yeah, I mean the edited version. I've seen only the original. I'm yeah, sure. YouTube search the side by sides, you know, and they'll have somebody's comp compiled the original one and the new edit like directly beside you, each other. 
And is it like there's no option now? If you watch a version, you're going to get that version? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, I'm sure. If Yeah, I'm sure if you were to find E.T. on like a streaming service, it would probably be the, uh, the newest cut of it. Because, I mean, I know there's all that controversy with star wars and everyone wants the original cuts or versus i've got i've got it by by the way mike if you're looking they did release them if you're looking and oh they did release them never mind then okay Uh, after years of oh you're you're talking about like the vhs originals yeah oh i was gonna say like i well i have a digitized version of the original cuts oh star wars yeah Yeah. oh i can find them okay okay i just want you know know, no no thank you brother but yeah no i the yeah stuff like that is always controversial in the online world (laughs) I don't even remember how we got here, but uh, let's move on to the inner circle coming out and big shift now. Jericho's just full on babyface mode. He's hyping up the crowd. Uh, it was kind of funny. Did you see the during the commercial version of Dynamite? Uh, what do you mean? You know, like when they go to commercials, but they don't actually. But they don't actually go see. to commercials. Yeah. No, I don't think I saw that version this time. All right. Oh, that was funny. Jericho was talking to the crowd. He's like, all right, in about 30 seconds, we're going to come back on, and I want you guys to chant Inner Circle, so it'll look like we were really cool, and you've been doing it this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> and then they do it. They come back. They start chanting. That's <laughs> So sweet. Jericho's all popped up. Uh, there's this funny little moment. But, yeah, anyways, they cut a promo, talk about the pinnacle. He calls Max a mark, or he says Max should be the new word for Mark. Just runs down all the members, makes fun of Sean Spears' blonde mohawk. And he says, you want blood? Well, we've been waiting for this match since March of last year. So May 5th, pinnacle, inner circle, blood and guts. And then he quotes some ACDC to end it. Of course. Well, if it wasn't going to be ACDC, it was going to be Van Halen, I'm sure. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, you and I have been asking for it, blood and guts. They're finally bringing it back because the original version... I think that's falling apart. The elite aren't even together anymore. Whatever is going on. Or... Well, I, don't I, even remember. I think I may have called this one too. I think last week I uh, proclaimed Inner Circle, Pinnacle, Blood and Guts. Well, yeah. May fifth. That's a dynamite too. So I, I thought they could have thrown this on Double or Nothing, but they're putting it on television. So hey. Yeah. Why? I mean, hell. I mean, maybe one single singular pay per view can't contain. Uh, and we still Blood and Guts. We still don't know what it is. <laughs> I mean, uh, we're assuming it's war games, but is there going to be a roof on the cage? Is it going to be, I don't know. We'll no, I think I remember it was war games, but slightly different. Yeah, it's they, not they identical, did kind of, they, did, uh, they did like give a little bit of information about what it was. But it is still the two rings, I believe, right? Yeah. Side by side. Yeah. Hey, we'll get to it. We got a couple. We got a month. Uh, but we got tag action in the meantime. Jurassic Express taking on the bear country. And uh, yeah, it was okay. A little slow. A little slow at times, but it picked up the Bears uh, hitting some big man moves. But uh, the Jurassic are the winners when Lucha hits a big choke slam and standing moonsault to get the pin. Yeah, still not quite sold on these uh, on these Bear Country boys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're, uh, they're like a poor man's Viking Raiders. Yeah, right? it feels almost like <laughs> it. Yeah, it's like they're, they're big and they want to be quick, but they're not quick they're Yet. not quick enough to be. <laughs> yeah, they're not quick uh, enough to be big quick, or they're not yeah. big enough to be. I don't know. It's like it's like one of those types of things they're missing. Uh, but Jurassic Express, I mean, they they seem to like only win now when we see them. Yeah, they're picking up uh, steam. I mean, we all we always say Jungle Boy's the future, but Luchasaurus and even Marco Stunt they can have big roles as well. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Tag Gold is on the horizon at some point or another. 
Yeah, I'm sure it is. Uh, then backstage, we get a promo from QT Marshall. I think he's calling his group the factory, but still don't care that much. So, well, we're not sold yet. We're not sold yet <laughs> not on this sold. nightmare factory. Yeah. Uh, but then Tony Schiavone comes out for his, uh, you know, it's, it's Wednesday, time to interview Sting. <laughs> but uh, they get interrupted by Jake Roberts. And then Lance Archer comes out. He cuts a promo. He's all pissed about, uh, you know, he gets pushed to the main event. And then he goes away. And then he gets back up. And now he wants a piece of Sting. So Sting fires up and cuts a promo on him. Just telling Archer, you got it in you. Now go do it. And then he storms off. So maybe they're going to have some sort of altercation. In yeah. Room. Okay. I mean, I guess okay. Sting, yeah, we'll Sting's going to keep doing it. We need, I we, we, we got to fucking move on though, right? We got to move on from Tony Schiavone just saying, Sting. Yeah. It's getting old. Like, uh, getting old we say fast. It. It's so it's, it's old already. Yeah. Like what we said about Walter, he's special because he doesn't come around all the time. Sting's coming every week. It's not as cool. Like he doesn't have to be, does he have to be there every week? No. I don't know. I don't know. Unless unless contractually maybe. (laughs) (laughs) It's like I want 52 Sting appearances. No, 51 Sting will give you Christmas week off. He's contractually obligated to show up every day. Yeah. Uh, But we got a championship match on the line here. TNT title, Darby Allens defending against J.D. Drake. You may not uh, know much about. He's got a unimpressive two and three overall record, but big opportunity here. That's what the TNT title's for, I guess. Records don't matter. <clears throat> yeah, that's what it's all about. You know, it's the it's the open challenge. You know, anybody for anybody back there can take it. Yeah. So once in a while, a lesser guy like this, you know, you never know. A Leon Ruff type miracle could happen. Of course, you know. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> didn't didn't Paige yeah. win the title on her first night? There you go. Yeah, yeah. There's been a couple. But, didn't Kevin uh, Owens do that or something similar to that? Yeah, there's been a few. See? But Drake, he's got uh, Nick Namath in his corner. <laughs> so Sting has to come out again, scare him straight. But uh, yeah, Drake does good. He gets some big moves in. But eventually, Allen hits the code red off the top, followed by a coffin drop. Get the win. Retain the belt. And then as uh, I think he celebrates in the Hardy family office, beat him up. Out so of staying... nowhere. Out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. But then that's when we do get the Dark Order. They show up with Sting and they chase him off together. Dark Order so. and Sting, though. Yeah, I don't know. Everyone's, everyone's bouncing around a little bit here. Yeah, the Butcher and the Blade were there, uh, you know, but then... Tay Conti yeah, and the they, Bunny are just brawling at one point. I think when we head to commercial, <laughs> we're all losing stuff. It was a little all over the place. Mm-hmm. But uh, we go backstage. Chris Jericho is about to be interviewed, but the Pinnacle jump him. And they just beat him down. They make their way down to the ring. They've got him in their hands. And we cut backstage where uh, the rest of the inner circle, they're locked in their dressing room. So <clears throat> they are forced. They start just bashing the door down. Uh and then back in the ring, Wardlow, he's ready to powerbomb Jericho through a table to the floor when, as promised, Iron Mike Tyson comes down, just starts unloading those blows onto Spears, and everyone in the pinnacle runs out of there. Uh, yeah, Inner Circle comes down, pinnacle run off, and Tyson and Jericho shake hands, bury the hatchet uh, from last year when they almost fought. You know, Le Champion's a changed man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, and also a great way to use, uh, like, using like using a celebrity without overshadowing the actual talent in the ring, you know, like the actual wrestlers. 
It's a great way of doing that too. They've both times they've used Mike Tyson have been in a very good way. Yeah, yeah, and even uh, the Shaquille Shaq match was better than expected. With that, yeah, even that, that yeah, that was table. better than expected. Uh, so yeah, yeah, inner circle, standing tall, just clear baby face group right now. Oh, which Next is so to- funny. It's so funny because like it's just like all of them turn together. But like you know, it's still <laughs> yeah. it's still Chris Jericho's thing. Everyone's still wearing the same thing. It's not like anybody got a haircut or yeah, like Santana dresses and differently. Still- <laughs> They're the exact same people. Just uh, were to believe that they share the sentiments of Chris Jericho. <laughs> uh, we go backstage. Britt Baker and Reba are interviewed, and Baker says she wants a title shot. And Tony says, "Well, you're ranked number four. And she says, "Who cares about the rankings? They're horseshit." And uh, I agree a little bit. They don't implement them a whole lot. If Britt so. Baker's fourth, <laughs> yeah, there's a whole lot of horseshit, horseshit going yeah. on. Serena so, Deeb was just where she, where she was just taken off the uh, power rankings lately. Where the hell? Yeah, where remember she Serena Deeb? Is she still the NWA champ, women's champ? Might be. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> who knows? Uh, but anyone, I mean, they still let people have title shots at any moment. So uh, let's give it to Baker. But she says she's willing to climb the ranks. So tune into Dynamite Dark Elevation. Uh, maybe she's just going to go on a big win streak and hopefully climb to that number one spot in time for double or nothing because that's the money match we want to see. I feel like we should change the name to just Elevation. It feels, you know, we're just muddy. Yeah, it's now. very confusing. Very confusing. I, yeah. Fix just it. Just Elevation would be good. Fix it, Tony. <laughs> They're good at listening, so hopefully they will. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, good promo. Hopefully this does mean she's got her eyes on the prize, that title. Yeah, but maybe, who knows, at this rate, at this rate, well, I don't even know if it's going to be Hikaru Shida. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but we get our women's action of the week. The Bunny taking on Ty Conti. And uh, you had everyone at ringside, the Dark Order, the Hardy family. Uh, the match was pretty good. Bunny's dominating. Conti fights back, so Hardy jumps up to cause distractions. Um, so yeah, she, uh, chaos erupts at ringside, which allows Bunny to grab a kendo stick, and she smacks Conti with it. But then Hikaru Shida's there, she takes it away, and Conti recovers, hits a superplex into the DD tie to get the win. The DD tie, tie. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Bunny has been getting featured more lately, and, uh, good for her. Yeah, Tay Conti's doing one hell of a job. Um, I think Tay Conti's been on a roll lately. She's had a couple matches, actually, on Dynamite. She's had some matches, you know, Elevation or Dark or whatever you want to call it. Uh, I think she could be the one to end Hikaru Shida's reign. Yeah, I like time. She's gotten way <laughs> she's gotten way better in a you know a very short period of time. You know, charismatic, making the most of the opportunity, bringing some pedigree back to the uh, the Dark Order. Hell, this all sounds like a good idea. Yeah, and then that can lead you to Conti versus Baker. There you go. There we go. That could be uh, <laughs> you know that could that could be our thing to do. Uh, but the main event of the evening is Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers teaming up against Young Bucks and John Moxley for uh, yeah, just a standard six-man tag until late in the match. Matt's in control of Kenny, uh, but he's stopping himself from super-kicking him. So, uh, yeah, eventually, and then later, they've got Omega set up for the BTE trigger, but again, Matt's hesitating, so 
Nick and Moxley especially is just getting pissed at him. So he angrily slaps himself into the match. Uh, and then Matt puts a hand on his shoulder to hold him back. So he hits him with a paradigm shift. Then he gets in the face of the other young buck, just starts yelling at him. Then he picks up Kenny, hits a second paradigm shift. And then he locks in the rear naked choke, picks him up again, goes for a third paradigm. But the Bucks have had enough. They super kick Moxley to stop him. So poor Eddie Kingston comes limping out on one leg to try and help. But he's easily taken care of by the Grid Brothers. And they hit a magic killer on the ramp. And the Young Bucks just stand there, do nothing. So Good Brothers hit Moxley with a magic killer. They drag Kenny over top of him, and he gets the three count. Uh, and then they pick up Moxley after, and they hold him there. The Bucks give him the double super kick, and they all group hug to end the show. So the club's back together. Wow, the club's back together. Yeah, this is one of those... Uh, not, only, well, not only was this a great tag team match, but this was fucking top-notch storytelling, too. Like that, you know, we can we can kill two birds with one stone. We can put... You know, three members of the elite. We can put the fucking champion. The good. We can put everybody in this match and tell one hell of a story. Um, yeah. I mean, the Nick and Matt Jackson could be willing to succumb to, uh, you know, Kenny's kind of influence, Don Callis's influence. Is he hop on commentary every single time now? That's just the way it goes. <laughs> it seems right? like it. Um, uh, I feel like I learned so much about Don Callis about his experience in business school, uh, about being a member of the uh, kind of like Winnipeg sports community, hockey rinks and things like that. Um, I learned a lot about him. I don't know if that's good or bad. Uh, just was one thing I noticed. <laughs> one thing I noticed in the middle of the match. Um, yeah. yeah uh, I, um, I, hangman right now, though. Hangman is kind of like our forgotten member right now of of uh, of the elite. Is, well, is he going to enter? Is he going to enter the picture and uh, maybe make these men pay for their pay? You know, face consequences for their actions. I don't know, but I feel like uh, the young bucks have been flip flopping a lot lately, much like their in ring work. But uh, uh, they need to pick a lane soon and stick with it. Yeah, yeah, this feels, um, just because they've been involved with Kenny and the Good Brothers and things like that, there hasn't been any forward, there hasn't been any, like, momentum within the tag scene. It's not yeah. like the Good Brothers are challenging them for it, they're kind of all together. And just like we were talking about, uh, uh, what was it, what was the, fuck, what belt, what championship were we, was it, like, a similar problem, where it's, like, it's just held up? Ah, there's too many. There's too many championships. There's, so, there's too many championships. <laughs> but yeah, you know, we hate we hate to see something held up when we know what we're capable of. Yeah. But uh, that was the dynamite. Uh, I guess the next big show we're building to is that May fifth blood and guts event. So. Yeah, blood and guts, and then uh, double or nothing will follow. Yeah. That was Dynamite. <laughs> that was our very last edition of the Wednesday Night War. Uh, let's round off the show, shall we? Let's give our Wrestler of the Week. Mr. Wrestler of the Week of the Week. Wrestler of the Week of the Week of the Week. Wrestler of the Week of the Week of the Week. Wrestler of the Week of the Week. Mike, I'm kicking it over to you. All right. Well, 
yeah, there was a lot to choose from, but it was all pretty much NXT. So hmm. a lot of good matches, though. Fuck. Um, I always write a couple names down, and then a lot of times I pick at the last second. So that's what we're going to do here this week. Eeny, meeny, uh, miny, mo. No, not like that. I pick with my heart and my head. Mm-hmm. But let's go with the woman who always delivers. She always risks it all. And she had one of the biggest spots of the year at the moment. I'll give it to Io Shirai. She lost her belt, but 300 plus day of rain. That crazy spot everywhere in between. She's amazing. She just keeps doing it. Keeps yeah. doing it to the wrestling business. Put it, putting the entire business on fucking watch. You know, like, hey, you She's want... five you, foot one. You're five foot one. <laughs> you want to be good at this shit? Do what she does, Mike. I am staying on the exact same show on the exact same night. <laughs> Hell, even the exact same match. But I got to give it to the champion on this one. I got to give it to the shooty winner for most improved, uh, you know, the an, an automatic lock for breakout star of the year if she can walk, if she can take this championship into new levels. Uh, Raquel Gonzalez, you know, there's something yeah. about winning your first championship, the hard work that pays off. You could see it in her eyes. Oh, she yeah. was happy. Up. <laughs> she was even before the match, after the match. You see could, it in her eyes. You yeah, can see it up. in her eyes how much this means to somebody like yeah. that. And her name's written down right beside you on my list here. And really, and there's so many, there's so many women at the top of this division. It's just like fucking bring it on, let's go. Yeah, and you know, eventually Dakota might get a little jealous, and that's a money match right there. Dakota Raquel. Dakota Raquel. I never thought yeah, about that. Among others. Because, you know, every group has to break up eventually. You know? Of course. Every every <laughs> every friend, all the friends need to break up. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Huge, huge night for, um, or sorry, huge year for Raquel Gonzalez, the Dusty Cup winner, fucking one-time NXT Tag Team Champion, and now the NXT Women's Championship. Yeah. She has games. the Grand War Slam, games as far as I'm concerned, the NXT Women's Grand Slam. Uh, and congratulations to both those women. Yeah, great stuff, great match, uh, great everything, takeover. And we still got a whole weekend of fun. Still have a uh, whole weekend of fun, because, of course, Mania is tomorrow and Sunday. Uh, but we're going to be covering that, obviously, uh, our next show will be our Mania show. review. We'll figure. Yeah, I did skim through the Hall of Fame as well, but nothing too crazy there. No yeah. fans, no nothing. They were just kind of standing on a podium. Yeah, no talking. one got tackled. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No one said something terrible. They did. The one thing that went viral was uh, they asked, they they did like a legacy package for all these older wrestlers, and they okay. put clips of the wrong person. They had their name, but they put clips of a completely different wrestler. Oh, that's bad. And it was a black woman, so that probably makes it look worse. <laughs> Wait, was it during the in memoriam? Uh, well, they're probably all dead, but it's like now to the legacy wing, so they can induct like eight people at once, just like oh right, yeah, guys. they do that, yeah, names that you never heard of, <laughs> right? A bunch like, of people from the WWWF. Not even that. It's like the UWAF from Mid South, nineteen sixty-two. Oh, okay, uh, okay, interesting. But anyways, interesting. Uh, well, yeah, there you have it. Check out the uh, check out the Hall of Fame if you, wanna if wa- you want to watch Hulk Hogan yeah, on television. Full Hogan, yeah. Well, we'll be we'll be seeing him this weekend as well. Be He's the host. Oh, be you. Along we don't with need the real a host. deal, Titus O'Neil. We don't O'Neil. even need a host. I know, but real deal, Titus O'Neil, hmm. Warrior Award winner. Congratulations! Congratulations! 
to everybody yeah. involved, the Hall of Fame and Santa right. Deliver and all those things. And yeah, we'll be back for uh, our next show. Remember to rate, review, like, subscribe. The podcast is everywhere. Uh, thanks for tuning into this little mini episode. And uh, really, can't, yeah, can't wait for WrestleMania. Nothing more to be said. Yeah, we'll see you with all the fallout of that next week. Yeah, next week, folks. Okay, you take care of yourself. Shoot.